You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendez. I'm a fantasy analyst over at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Before we dive into this episode, quickly wanted to thank you guys for always making us your first daily listen here and to tell you that this episode of Locked On Rams is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends over at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. And for those that are watching on YouTube, you can probably see already my man, former host Brad Motter is back on. And uh, Brad, we got a lot to discuss in this episode. I think we're going to kind of touch on just your parting thoughts from week nine between the Rams and the Titans, which I think neither of us really want to talk about anymore. It was just a terrible performance and we all kind of want to forget about it, but we'll dive into that first and then we'll flip the page and start looking ahead to week 10. And as I mentioned, it's going to be the Rams, the Niners, probably the biggest rivals you're going to get out of that NFC West and an important game for the Rams, right? They want to rebound important game for the Niners. They just suck this year. And for the Rams, I mean, this is a team that got swept by the Niners last year. So can't really have that anymore. But before we get into that, my man, Brad, first of all, how are you doing? And also, how you been? Man, rough week is for uh, all Rams fans, as you can imagine. We talked a little off air, but I had family in town. I was hosting. My cousin's a Titans fan, so I'm getting uh, noise through our group chat. I'm getting noise in the house. I really just want to uh, just go crazy, listen to this game on mute and just walk around and cuss the whole time. But um, I had to sit here, be a good family member and say, yes, this is great. Hanging out and spending time together while Matt Stafford's throwing two interceptions in 35 seconds and just (laughs) boiling blood inside. And, and, uh, and then, you know, watching the overreaction Monday and Tuesday and until we get to play again and in Rams nation and you see the guys come out and say, Hey, it's my Rams team. And I don't care what happens. We're going to bounce back. And then you see like, we traded golf for this. And it's like just the noise that you see out there. And it's, it's, it reminds me of like, you know, when you have those big sporting events, like the Super Bowl or the World Series, and it ends, and all you have to do is get recap talk of that, and you're like, oh, it's over, let's move on. That's the way this game felt, was just like, I wish I could just kind of fast forward on Twitter and fast forward into the next game, because you just want to forget that one. And I know Sean McVay and the crew internally has kind of already done that, and they're moving on. I think Cooper Cup had the great Instagram or um, Twitter tweet that basically, I don't have it in front of me, so I'm going to butcher this, but it basically was like reflect, regroup, and some other R word that sounded great. But it was just like, rectify hey, we got to rectify. Yeah, exactly. Like, you just yeah. got to get better. You got to learn and get better and move on. And and that's been the message since Sean McVay's gotten here. Um, and they've done really well out of that. So I'm kind of just hoping that as we look forward, and we'll talk about the Niners coming up on that schedule. This is the Niners that beat us four times in a row. Yes, in a sense. But... This team looks bad. They've had injury after injury. They've got quarterback question uh, on both the rookie and Garoppolo. So this should be the rebound game that we need. It's in the division. We could sure use a divisional win to kind of make us feel better. So it all sets up for, hey, you failed on Sunday night in front of the nation. You get another shot on Monday night. Hopefully Von Miller will be suited up at that point. So um, we get a good opportunity to tell the rest of the world that, hey, 
the Tennessee Titans are pretty legit minus the running back. And, you know, we can talk about that as well. Yeah, I mean, I think it was like you mentioned that overreaction. It's going to come either way, right? If the Rams beat the Bucks, a lot of us are going to say, myself included, I, I'm guilty of it as well. This team's the best in the NFL. You right. know, this team's going to win the Super Bowl, all these crazy things. And then the same thing happens when you lose just for the other direction, unfortunately. So, you know, it's been a lot of overreaction this week. I feel like, like you mentioned, you know, I wish we could just fast forward and get back to the next game because I was thinking about it all week. When was the last time, was there ever even a time where we had a professional sports franchise across any major league, I guess, that went through an entire season and won the finals, the title, whatever, and had no question marks, never lost? Like, that's never happened, right? So at this point in time, it's like the Rams are 7-2. and They're still clearly one of the best teams in the NFL. I think most people would say that. And they're going to be one of the teams that has a chance to get to the playoffs, get far in the playoffs, get a shot to go to the Super Bowl. And they lost to a six and two football team. Like they didn't lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Imagine how Buffalo Bills fans are feeling right now. They just lost to the Jaguars nine to six. Like that is just horrendous. <laughs> I would be miserable for like a month after that. So, I mean, things could be a and, lot worse. Let's be honest here. And that's the other thing. As you look across the broad spectrum of the NFL last Sunday proved yeah. that this is how the NFL is, right? This is how competitive this league is. This is how well-balanced these teams are that the Buffalo Bills can lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars and, and go on and on and on as far as the upsets that happened. And me and you, we talked a little bit again about this and our betting, and I'm sure most people's uh, betting slips look pretty ugly on Sunday from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. So we weren't the only ones. I think you had a great tweet at one point that talked about as this crazy Sunday was going this is lining up perfectly for the Rams to just pop up and be the best team also for Matt Stafford to pop up and continue to be the MVP candidate and it didn't happen right and it we kind of played into the rest of um you know what that Sunday was all about but hey I'm living here in Tennessee right now and the buzz (laughs) is real about this team and I think they finally had kind of a puffing your chest out moment to say hey like we're a good football team. We also did lose to a really crappy team a handful of weeks ago, but we can hang with the best of them with or without our studs. So um, as you mentioned many of times, glad to see it was an AFC team. We can kind of just chalk that up and hopefully maybe say we'll see in the big one. Um, but we got some work to do and kind of, you know, carve our area out back in the NFC. But, um, you know, dust it off, forget it, move on. But man, that was that was rough to watch for sure, especially <laughs> those two interceptions back to back and the even the thought process of seeing him throw that yeah. one in the end zone. I get it. Don't get the safety, but in a sense, get the safety. Like, yeah. you know, punt the ball, get good field position and try to come back and only give up two points. And instead you give up seven and, and you know, back to back 14 points really quick was was tough to, to come back from. And you know the saying, when it rains, it pours, right? I you heard the officials, I think it was during the game, they said, his forward progress would have kept him out of a safety. Like he would have been called down at the one. It wouldn't have been a safety. So he could have really just held the ball, not thrown a pick. But of course, Matthew Stafford doesn't know that he's working in full speed right there. He's kind of yeah. just trying to save himself a little bit of an effort there. So not going to knock him too much. It was a terrible play, whatever. But the Colts, and I seen someone mention this. It was a Colts fan on Twitter. Uh, I think they beat the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Rams. And there was one more good team. I think the Colts actually uh, in the past four weeks, they beat like three or four playoff teams and three of the best teams probably in the NFL. It's kind of crazy to say, but I should probably go to tell you, right? This Tennessee team is not like a walkover or, you know, some easy cakewalk here. Like they beat some really good football teams over the last four weeks. And I see some of those fan bases there. Uh, A lot of the fans 
they're starting to say, you know, we're the best team in the NFL. So if they're one of those teams and they think they are the team really to beat in the NFL right now, it's a pretty good team to lose to if you're talking about the Rams. And then, like you mentioned as well, in the AFC, they really have no correlation with the Rams. All things considered, probably the best game you can drop, especially coming up here now with the 49ers coming up, the Vikings, uh, the Packers, 49ers again, the Cardinals again. Like, There's a lot of important games coming up here for the Rams. But before we get into all of those, they have to take on the 49ers first on Monday Night Football in Week 10. We're going to dive into that in just a second here. You guys can always follow us on Twitter at QBsMEP, at LA underscore Rambling Bear, and at Lockdown Rams, and on YouTube at Lockdown Rams. And for those that like to commute while you listen to this podcast a lot of you guys do that either pick up your kids drive to work whatever the case is make sure to take advantage of every time you're filling up on your gas with a free app called get upside you can get up to 25 cents cash back for every gallon of gas that you fill up with all you have to do is download the free get upside app which is available on the app store or google play and use the promo code touchdown and you can get up to a bonus 25 cents cash back for your first tank of gas which is going to bring you up to 50 cents cash back per gallon. And you can cash out at any time. You can get it straight to your bank account, PayPal, gift cards, whatever the case is. Entirely free, as we mentioned. The app is called GetUpside, and the promo code is touchdown to get up to 50 cents cash back on your first tank of gas. And thank you guys always for making us your first daily listen here at Locked On Rams. Brad, now we can flip the page. And I think we all are going to take a big sigh, a big breath here. It's over. Week nine is in the past. We don't have to discuss it anymore. It's done. We're not even going to look back. Now we're looking ahead. It's the Rams. It's the Niners. Monday Night Football, we mentioned it. Week 10. This was a team that swept the Rams last year, but it's a different team, both for the Niners and the Rams, right? You look at the 49ers on the offensive side of the ball. You mentioned it. Questions at quarterback. A lot of injuries. They actually just lost their right tackle, Mike McGlinchey, for the entire season. So knock, knock, Von Miller, if you're listening, it's a good time to come out. And uh, start to let us see that number 40 get into action a little bit. That would be sweet. But before we get there, maybe we'll dive in with the Rams offense versus, you know, the 49ers defense and just some overarching things here. When you look at this matchup, and again, this is a team that has had the Rams number in the past. How are you feeling when it comes to the Rams coming off this bad loss, 7-2, and two, with a chance to really rebound and start to stack up some of those divisional wins against, you know, their biggest rival here? Yeah, I actually like this spot a lot for the Rams offense for the fact that they've got to be exposed on Sunday Night Football and really not exposed to the sense of, hey, we learned out a lot about how to beat the Rams. It was more of Sean McVay getting out of his own way again and, and you know, in the post-press conferences, you know, owning a lot of it, which we've heard in his whole career um, <laughs> and hopefully learned a lot from, hey, I've got to mix it up faster. And I think you said this on Twitter at some point is like, what is this guy thinking doing this over and over and over and over and over and over, over again? And it was a nice way to put what I said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's not kid-friendly here, folks. Um, but he's got to be able to kind of step back and go, okay, hey, the 11 personnel, the shotgun, the, the running, the, like that just isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to cut it when it's not working. And if not, we've got to get back to some stuff. Daryl Henderson, who I know you've mentioned many a times, seems like he's lost a little step and this and that, but... I still think he's got plenty of steps to be able to be a great contributor in this run game. So they've got to just mm-hmm. go back to mixing it up. And it took till halftime until where they were basically out of this game to start going under center and start moving the pocket a little bit. So you got to keep this defense guessing from snap one, right? Do some 11 personnel, yeah. get some 12 personnel in there, go under center, go from shotgun, uh, get the jet sweep going, get the fake jet sweep going, make them start thinking. And in that first half of that Titans game, about eight snaps in, they're 
didn't really have to think anymore after that. And it was just, hey, go get Matt Stafford in shotgun. And that was about it. Um, so I want to see just back to McVay mixing it up and back to kind of picking on a defense instead of thinking, hey, we're going to line up against you and you can't stop us. And I think we got to this point where Matt Stafford's an MVP candidate. Cooper Cup is putting up ungodly numbers. And McVay may have gotten a little cocky there within his strategy to say, hey, we're just going to line them up. You're not going to be able to stop it and go. But the offensive line had a degression in this game. We're kind yeah. of, you know, put on a, a limelight here and not the good one um, to show that, hey, you can't just do that. And you got to really help your offensive line with the way you do some play calling. So I like the way you match up against this defense because uh, looking at their, you know, secondary, looking at the injuries they have. Um, and, you know, obviously there's still Bosa, but I think this is a lesser defense from the Niners than we've seen in, in years past. So they're very beatable, but I think we got to make them think we got to make them earn it. And if they make a big play, it's got to be become uh, because, you know, they got some stuff figured out over a couple of plays and not so much of just repeating the same thing over and over again. So I think Sean McVay took it personally um, in this loss. He feels that he let the team down in a sense of the play calling, which, you know, it's fair to say he probably did. So um, mix it up a little bit, start with some ground game. I'm really curious. And I think, as most Ram fans are, are what do these first 10 plays look like? You know, what does it look like that are scripted, the classic 10, 15 plays, um, you know, that, that they are working on all week come out of this game in, and we'll see where they start with that. But um, the matchup shows on paper that this should be pretty good for the Rams coming off a loss. I like Sean McVay in this spot. And again, it's a, it's a lesser team. This is not the Titans, even though the Titans defense really kind of stepped up compared to what they've done all season. But this is, this is a matchup where we come into this with a, with a clear advantage, and hopefully he can kind of put some of his McVeighism wizardry behind it and not just say, hey, we're better than you. We're going to do one thing over and over again. And I think that's a good place to start. Yeah, I mean, the divisional games are always a little bit weird. You know, you can never really expect anything. Yeah. It just feels like whatever you expect doesn't really happen, which is always weird. Uh, but like you mentioned, I went back to watch the Titans game, and I watched the entire offense. I haven't dove into the defense just yet. And it was predictable. It was a lot of the same stuff. And they just don't want to run the ball for whatever you know reason. I'm not really sure why they don't run the ball enough as comparatively to some of these other teams. You know, you mentioned it. They're not using the jet sweep, which is something we've always seen from Sean McVay. And it doesn't have to be a staple in your offense. But if you do it, you know, three times in a game, you might get a free 30, 35, 40 yards out of that. And that can be the difference between scoring three points and maybe winning a game or losing a game. And also starts to get the defense flowing in different directions and moving them and thinking, like you said, it's always about thinking, trying to outsmart each other. And at the end of the day, right, you just need your players to win. So it doesn't really matter what you're doing, but it, to some degree, you know, they're just getting stale, especially last week. And I don't want to harp on it too much because this is still up until last week, the best offense in football. Matthew yep. Stafford was still an MVP candidate, maybe the leader in the clubhouse Cooper cup on, on pace to break these crazy records. Like, it's not like this our offense is suddenly garbage, you know, like they're really, really good. It's just, I think mixing it up a little bit would make sense because I think I've seen a stat from next gen statistics from NFL network. They said the Rams lined up in 11 personnel, all 74 or 75 <laughs> snaps that they had. And like, the, yeah, the last time we saw that was like, I think they said like two or three years ago, four years ago when the Rams last did it or something. And so, does that seem like something you want to do too often? Like I get you lost Johnny Munt, your backup tight end, right? And it's kind of made things a little bit more difficult in terms of how we can get 12 personnel out there, meaning one running back and two tight ends and two receivers, as opposed to three receivers and one tight end and one running back. And, you know, they haven't really found the answer to that. And the question now is like, is Kendall Blanton going to be that guy for you? He played a few snaps in this game, but he wasn't out there with Tyler Higby together. 
do you have to go sign somebody? Is there another type of thing that you do here now where you can start to mix and match your offense? And I talked about it actually, I think on an episode with you maybe two weeks ago, Delaney Walker, man, this guy I yeah. think can make the difference. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the personnel on your roster right now to mix and match, then maybe you have to go look out of house, right? I think at the end of the day, that might be it, the move. It's funny you say that because Twitter verse seemed to be so, I don't know how many Odell in a Rams jersey I saw today <laughs> that I just, it made me puke every time because I'm like, that's not what we need. We don't need yeah. another wide receiver. We just got rid of a guy who said, I'm not getting the ball enough. You want to bring in another right. guy who's leaving a situation who said, I'm not a part of this offense enough. That makes no sense. Give me a, a Delaney Walker. Get me a big guy we can put up on front and we can get back into some of those 12 personnels and things like that. And obviously the injuries at tight end that we saw with Jacob Harrison, you know, he wasn't really meant to be the 12 personnel guy anyway, but does that open the door for Blanton? Does that open the door for someone else? We've got a, a, you know, a few dollars left that we can, uh, you know, bring someone in. We brought in Von Miller, obviously via that trade. And that was exciting, but I'd love to see one more key piece there or, at least creatively try to get that offense into a position where we're moving the pocket a little bit and just give that breather to the offensive line. Uh, however it may be, as you talked about the jet sweep, you're right. Like, Hey, run it. And then the next play you're bringing the motion. You can, you know, leak Cooper cup out the back way and just buy him two yards of separation, a yard of separation. Yeah. And we've seen from him, he'll, he'll turn that into a big gainer. So uh, really curious to see the bounce back and the play calling in this, because that will show how well Sean McVay kind of absorbed this loss. And we know it. He's probably watched that game film you know, 20 times and then burned it after that. And then he probably watched Sam Fran's uh, first handful of games 20 times each. So he should be well prepared for this. And and we should expect to see this offense, as you mentioned, a top caliber offense, get back to it. They just went on national TV and they thought they were going to flex on everybody. And, and it happened pretty quick that, hey, that wasn't the game plan for that game. So uh, that's the great thing about the NFL. Any given Sunday, you get a new opportunity. This one, divisional opponent who has beat us four straight times. If there's a motivation factor needed coming off of that, uh, that hanging up in the locker room has got to mean a lot for Aaron Donald, that defense, who played extremely well, which we'll talk about here moving on. But they didn't get enough credit for how great they played. They got put in some really bad positions in that game. But other than that, uh, saw some really great things, at least from them from that unit. But now it's just putting it all together, special teams included, uh, to go get that win on uh, Monday night versus uh, those 49ers. Most definitely, like you mentioned, going to be a good game. We're going to dive into the defense here in just a second. A few names that you might want to look out for, I guess, now that you kind of mentioned it and sparked my mind. Odell Beckham, not likely, but if they need a receiver, Josh Reynolds just got released by the Titans. Maybe not going to clear waivers, but that is a guy that makes a lot of sense reuniting back in L.A. If he does clear waivers, which I don't think he will, I think the first team, the Detroit Lions, should claim him. Uh, But... After him, Darren Fells, another tight end that just got recently released. I think he was actually in Detroit with Stafford as well. So there's options. And I think the Rams could be smart to look out of house. And we're going to keep you guys updated on that in case they do. But before we get there, we do have to mention one of our sponsors for this episode, the Built Bar. You guys have heard me talk about it many times on this podcast. And if you have not tried one, I'm telling you, you are simply missing out. They call it a protein bar, but I'm telling you, it does not taste like one. The experience is entirely different. The texture is unlike any other protein bar I've ever had in my life. And it's actually really similar to a candy bar. So you can't even actually tell the difference. And I don't know how you guys call them candy bars. In Canada, we call them chocolate bars. In America, you guys (laughs) call it soda and candy bars. We call it pop and chocolate bars. But either way, Built Bar, I'm telling you, you will not be able to tell the difference. They're 
entirely covered with 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know, you're eating something different. It's more of an experience as opposed to anything else. And it's going to be one that I promise you, you will enjoy. And not only that, but the built bars are low in carbs, calories, low in fat, low in sugar, and they're high in protein. So you can get all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. And there's so many different flavors, but not just that. This month, Built is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. So make sure to go check out their website often. You do not want to miss some of the cool flavors that they have coming out. And all you have to do is just go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. And thank you guys for always making us your first daily listen here at Locked On Rams. For your second daily listen, go check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL podcast. They're going to break down every major NFL news story in under 30 minutes every single day, entirely free, wherever you get your podcasts. And now, Brad, the juicy part. The defense, entirely different end of the spectrum, right? Offense, we're like, oh, they suck. They did this. They did that. Yeah. They couldn't do anything. Sean McVay, what are you calling? Ah, we're all angry, just ready to put our fists through our televisions. And actually, I posted a funny picture of my TV. It's literally picture. broken. <laughs> I'm watching TV on a half-broken television. That's how I watch football, all right? Life is hard, and I'm still not complaining. But either way, the <laughs> offense, not great. The defense, man, they were amazing. I mean, they gave up hardly anything. You've seen guys making plays on all three levels of the ball. It was either a cornerback and Jalen Ramsey or you know, defensive lineman stuffing the run like Ashawn Robinson. They have not felt the impact of any of those big losses that they've had from guys like Justin Hollins and now Sebastian Joseph Day most recently. Some of these other guys, like they continue to find ways to step up on all three levels. And we have yet to see the new number 40, Mr. Von Miller, take the field here. But it does sound like he's got a good shot to do it on Monday Night Football. Of course, he gets one extra day there instead of playing on Sunday to sort of rehab and get caught up with the whole game plan and the playbook and all these things. So when you look at this side of the matchup, I like the Rams offense versus the 49ers defense, but I really like the 49ers offense versus the Rams defense. And I'm going to hand it over to you. What do you got circle for this one? Yeah, I'll get to that here in a second. I got to get back to this TV that you posted. And if you haven't seen it, you got to go check it out because – I also appreciate that you kind of said, hey, this this makes you stronger as a human. If you can get through this, you can get through anything <laughs> in life. And I connected personally to that. I didn't get to comment on it. And and But when I lived in Chicago a handful of years ago, maybe seven years ago, I had a TV that I had gotten from just someone at work. And it was like a 60-incher, and I was so excited. It was broken. And <laughs> it took about 15 minutes to warm up. And then it would come in about 75% and this quarter third of the TV would just be trash. And you get a handful of lines near the bottom. And I was like, it's a free TV. It's the biggest TV I've ever owned. I'm using it. And and it was a rule in my house. If you came over, never shut the TV off. Because once it got to like the best quality you could get it to, if you turn that thing off, it would start from scratch. And you never knew if it was going to take 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes to get going. And I would play Call of Duty on that thing. And there'd just be a certain gap of that screen that I'd be like, if anyone came from there, and especially with my friends, they knew where I was blind. They would basically come and just murder me. <laughs> from that side but um i'd have people deal with this like just buy a tv they're expensive anymore and i was like it's a principle of the thing like i like the tv leave the tv alone <laughs> it's free i'm not spending money on a tv when i have a tv so when i saw that i was like i personally connected that because i've gone through that that struggle of a tv and knowing how to get it to where it needs to be exactly the best quality it can be but at some point it's still going to be what it is but it does it makes you stronger as a human being so 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 i Builds appreciate character. you for it does build character and you put it out to the world and you said, judge me, love me or hate me. I'm not changing it. It's this me. is who I am. 
And yeah. <laughs> uh, this is part of this is part of my daily grind that makes me better. So every day That's we right. learn something new about you, so that just I think it, it we all admire about you in a different way. It gets better and better. This the legend of Sos continues to grow through his TV and all other sorts of ways. But I had to touch on that because I related to that. But I love getting, back to, getting back to this defense, you're right. This matchup is the juicy matchup. This is the matchup, which it's so funny how the season goes over week from week. And it's, you know, we have got the best offense in the world. If only our defense could play better. And, you know, oh, Raheem Morris, why, why, oh, Brandon Staley, why'd you lead yeah. us? And, and then here we go. We get the defense. Uh, that's the way the NFL goes, right? It's three teams create one team and you're going to have to try to get good play from every single team and to get it from every single team in one game is I wouldn't say a rare thing, but when you get it, it's a damn good feeling. And we've gotten it a handful of times this year and hopefully we get it on Monday night, but the defense definitely showed up versus the Titans and they took it upon themselves to basically say, Hey, we're going to give a few yards here and there. But you know, my brother texts me at halftime. He's like, if I texted you 10 minutes before the game started and told you, hey, the Titans are going to have 90 yards of offense at halftime, you would have said yes a thousand times over and sign me up for that game. And we would have been screwed because that's basically what they did. And the Rams were still getting blown out at halftime. Uh, and it didn't really get much better in the second half of the Titans um, yeah. uh, uh, as far as the offense goes. So uh, I'm excited about this defense. And you're right. They are getting a much uh, maybe. I'd say lesser opponent in, in the offensive ways from the Titans. The Titans didn't wow us again, but I would assume I would probably rank the Tennessee Titans offense, even minus Derrick Henry above where this 49ers offense is. I mean, just seeing the struggle of Brandon Ayuk and, and Jimmy Garoppolo and the frustration in their run game at times um, and the offensive line injuries. I just think this really lines up for, an addition of Von Miller. And I'm hoping that's the reason why he sat on Sunday night was kind of saying, Hey, he's right there. And we didn't trade for him to premiere him on Sunday night, which it wouldn't have mattered if he played uh, yeah. because he wasn't throwing the football at that point. So um, they saved him. Probably the really, maybe the best call with his health. And hopefully he's got that extra day, as you mentioned to come out and he makes his prime time debut still as much as we wanted on Sunday night at home. He's going to get it on Monday night. And so, so remind me, is this away or home? I'm kind of blanking on this. I think it's away. Okay. So even better, you know, nothing better than a road warrior. Make your premiere in someone else's home. Let them know that you own that place before you go back to SoFi and give people something to drool about. But I do. I'm with you. I think as you're looking at this game, this is the matchup that uh, you expect the offense in a sense to rebound and be a great matchup as well. But this defense first. Jimmy Garoppolo. It's something we got to take advantage of. It's something that we have to go out and make a point to win that side of the game because, um, again, I hate to go back to it because it's very cliche, but this team has beat our butts four straight times and really has, it's not looked pretty. Um, and this is a divisional opponent. This is a different beast. This is the 49ers. This is the fan base that we see on Twitter. And they are living in this uh, very rough season right now. So we need to kick them into the basement. It's the same thing we need to do the next time we see the Seahawks, kick them into the basement. I don't care, Russell Wilson, your finger is back or not. I don't care, Jimmy G, that he drafted someone behind you and you still think you're the guy. No, we're going to make you uh, embarrassed. I want to beat down so bad that you start looking at Shanahan going, is he on a hot seat at this point? Can he mm. take talent and move it forward? I think he's probably still pretty safe, but I want it to be that type of game defensively that we embarrass 
this offensive minded guy with a offensive system. And all the Niners would tell us all season long. And Brian Peacock is one of them. If we just have a healthy quarterback, we're a dangerous football team. Well, you got a healthy quarterback and it does not look dangerous. Now you're going to say, okay, our offensive line is hurt, but, and the excuses are going to come. And that's happens when you lose, but let's go out and kick their butts. And I think it starts on defense setting the tone. I'm with you. I think this is the matchup I'm circling and saying, Aaron Donald, Von Miller in the front and Jalen Ramsey and those boys in the back, especially as you talked about, it's going to be tough to watch film. I'm going reflecting back on what you said earlier this week with where the heck is uh, D well, where the heck is Rochelle, where the heck is this star Jalen Ramsey? They moved him around so much. I think for our own sake on the defense side of the ball as D wells getting back into the rotation, but as a scouting purpose of that, how are you supposed to understand where these guys are at until you get to the line of scrimmage and have to kind of point these guys out. So uh, as much as we're asking for creativity and changing things up on the offense, the defense is doing that right now. I think that's going to give the 49ers fits. It is going to be an interesting matchup. There's no doubt about it here. I mean, we're talking about a quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo who, let's just be honest, this guy's terrible. I mean, yep. he is just really bad. There might not be a worse quarterback in football right now. And if there are, that list is short. You know, you might be looking at Sam Darnold, maybe, you know, one or two guys like that. Like these guys are bad at what they're doing right now. Mind you, I think the rest of their offense is decent. You know, I think they actually have some game here. You were talking about Debo Samuel, one of the best receivers in football right now. Brandon Ayuk, who's had a lot of ups and downs this season, but he's coming off a pretty good game there. Still had some mistakes. You know, you're talking about a fumble and certain drops here and there, but starting to come to life a little bit. And I, I think their running game is actually still back. pretty solid. Kittle's back, like you mentioned, too. He just came back. He's obviously going to be a big factor. And Elijah Mitchell, I think he's done a really good job coming out of their backfield as that runner in that zone scheme where you can kind of make one cut and go. But, I mean, they just seem really overmatched right now, right? You're you're looking at an offensive line that doesn't have their right tackle. I'm not sure if Trent Williams, their left tackle, is going to be able to go in this one. Their quarterback <laughs> is not playing good football whatsoever. The receivers, yeah, they're good, but the Rams also have really good corners. The running game, very solid. They'll probably have some production there. But just in general, man, I don't really know how they can put together like a really productive contest, especially when you look at the Rams offense. They should be able to have, you know, 20, 25, 30 plus points, something in that range. I'm going to assume I said the same thing last week. So who knows what's going to happen, but it feels like they should be able to get there, right? And if they can, do the 49ers have enough firepower to really match with that? I just don't know that they do, which is funny because, Going into this game, Brad, on the schedule breakdown series, both you and I had L's listed here. Mind you, they uh, both had W's last week. Yeah. And these things can change. All right. Mm-hmm. Neither of us chose to change it last week. We both ended off with W's. Right now, we're both entering with L's. I don't know that we can go back to back L's here, my friend. I'm going to hand it to you for your mm-hmm. prediction. Mine's going to come tomorrow on the crossover, but <clears> I want to hear yours first. Yeah, we can't. We can't do it. Um, it puts us in a weird <laughs> position in, in this division, not because of who's behind us, but who's in front of us, right? Like, we need, really out of everything, we need Arizona stink and lose a game. And to think yeah. that they had their two best players and they went out and just smoked it last week was just mind-blowing. Colt McCoy as the backup <sighs> quarterback. Like, not even a backup quarterback that I look across the league and go, like, he could be a starter somewhere. It was oh. Colt McCoy, which, and they hey, killed him. you know. Horns up for that guy, man. He was fun to watch in college, but he has never really had a moment. But he's been that lifer backup guy who has experience. And But we can't lose any more ground on them because we need them to continue to find a way to lose at some point. We got one more crack yeah. at them. But if we want home field advantage, again, this whole one team gets home field is is just – it changes the whole, you know – 
sentiment of this playoffs. We, you know, I think as it sits right now, we're going on the road to Dallas, which signed me up for that. Right. But um, mm-hmm. we have a really good track record in the last couple of years of knocking Dallas out of the playoffs. And I think we would do it again, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to go on the road. Um, and it starts with beating a divisional opponent here. And I I'm changing my pick. And I knew at some point I thought we'd split this team, but I also thought this team would be healthier, would be yeah. better on both sides of the football. Um, and the way that things have shaped up uh, and how they've played out, I really think this now needs to be, and it's funny, I said the Cardinals is a team that we would sweep and maybe we'd split with Seattle and 49ers. And now I'm looking at it going, we need to sweep 49ers and Seattle and split um, you know, with Arizona. So it is crazy how things change over you know, uh, first eight weeks of the season as you kind of look back on what your predictions were. But long story short, I'm switching it. We're going Rams victory. I'm not going big blowout. I think the spread's at minus four right now for the Rams. I think they cover that. I got the Rams by six points. Uh, let's put it at a, um, let's go 32. We got to get our offense going again. Let's go 32, uh, 26-ish. I think that gets me somewhere in that range. So, um, And I, I think our defense isn't going to give up that many points. So this could turn into maybe a, you know, 26 15 type of game and some weird mm-hmm. score like that. But I think the Rams win. I think the Rams cover um, and they've got to make it. It's a, more of a statement win against this team. I think it, it throw out the records, throw out the division, throw out everything and where we're at and what we've done up to this point. Just look at what they've done to you guys for the past few years in this division. It's time to kind of shut that door and say, that is no mas, my friend. Let's go <laughs> get a dub. Yeah, that's more than enough for me. I have four L's. That's plenty. All right. Two is more than enough. It's yeah. time to turn it around. Now, I feel like Alonzo Morning, the gif, you know, where he's kind of like, oh, all right, well, it's yeah. not that bad. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right exactly. Like, yeah. Let's get it together. Let's rebound. All right. I know a lot of talk about the Rams right now. You look at the locked on power rankings, the Rams drop from first to fifth. Everyone's talking about this team doesn't have it anymore. They're not the Super Bowl contender. They're not this. They're not that. Matthew Stafford can't beat winning teams. The offensive line sucks. It was one game. Let's take a deep breath. Let's regroup. Let's recalibrate like Cooper Cup said, and let's rectify because going into this game, the Rams have everything on the line. I mean, this is where things start to get real fun for the team, right? They're going to have a lot of NFC matchups right now. We talked about the Niners twice, the Cardinals still, the Seahawks, the Packers, like a lot of teams in the NFC, the Vikings. I think that's six out of what, eight, nine games that are remaining that are in the conference that are against potential playoff teams, divisional teams, like those are must wins for the most part right now. And like you mentioned, they're still trying to make up ground on the Cardinals. So they really all are must wins right now until they can at least get neck and neck. Or if the Rams can at least beat the Cardinals for the second game and then sort of be neck and neck with no tiebreaker really in between them. But there's still a lot of time to get there. I think right now it's all going to begin on Monday night football. It's going to be a good matchup between the Rams and the 49ers and make sure to tune back in to the Lockdown Rams podcast throughout the rest of this week, as well as tomorrow for our Thursday crossover episode with myself, of course. And I'm joined by Locked On 49ers co-hosts, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker. It's going to be fun to break it down. I think there's going to be some words maybe exchanged here. Some, you know, some fun, some good ribbing. We'll see what happens. We had a, a little bit of fun more so for them last year. Not so much for me, but hopefully things can turn the tables this year and the Rams can rectify what they need to do on Monday Night Football. You guys can always find us on Twitter at QB's MVP, at Lockdown Rams, and at LA underscore Rambling Bear, and on YouTube at Lockdown Rams. And please subscribe or follow us to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.